0: Area man thinks it actually went pretty well with that chick at the coffee shop today.
1: Hello, citizen. This is WBEZ's It's All True podcast, powered by the world's second favorite source for fake news, the WhiskeyJournal.com. I'm your host, Tim Barnes, and you have heard a fake news headline from writer, comedian, and musician Dave Hill. Each week on the show, I chat with a guest and then ask them to reveal a headline for a funny true story. This week's guest is activist Sui Park.
0: Well, according to Reddit, I'm a hypersensitive bitch, so I'm pretty sure most people think I'm really <laughs> uptight.
1: <laughs> Sui developed a Twitter hashtag around the world when she responded to a tweet from the Colbert Report. I formed my own charity, the Ching Chong Ding Dong Foundation for Sensitivity to Orientals or Whatever. My network's promotional Twitter account, at Colbert Rapport, twitted the name of my foundation without providing a video link to the original segment or mentioning that I was inspired by the Redskins charity. Her response was the hashtag, cancel Colbert, which immediately went viral.
0: It's like kind of hard to follow when I tried to explain what happened to like (laughs) my relatives in Korea. I'm like, so there was this comedian and then there was this joke... (laughs) <laughs> it's too exhausting.
1: In this episode, we'll learn more about the real Suey Park. But first, let's hear her take on the Cancel Colbert hashtag in this clip from HuffPost Live with Josh Sepps. So, just to clarify the context, the tweet was related to a segment that was lampooning Dan Snyder, who's the owner of a certain Washington DC football team that has a, a racist name. It was, meant to be, it was meant to be satire. I mean, do you understand the point of satire, that you say something that's intentionally absurd in order to ridicule not the people who are the target of what you're saying, but, the, but other people who might say it?
0: Of course I understand satire. I'm a writer. I think satire caters to the audience that you're speaking to, so it says something about what the audience finds humorous or acceptable when you're using those sort of jokes, and I think satire is supposed to punch up. Um, so unfortunately he's not doing that when he draws a parallel to Orientalism to make a point about um, Native American mascots.
1: But isn't his point that there are lots of stupid racist people who, in, even in their attempt to be conciliatory on race, end up putting their foot in it and saying something dumb?
0: I really don't think that we're going to add racism by joking about it. Like, I'm glad that the um, white liberals feel like they are less racist because they can joke about people that are more explicitly racist. But that actually does nothing to help people of colour.
1: Before I heard about this story, I never thought about how Twitter could be used as a tool for activism.
0: What I do is I try to see what people are already saying, and then I'll just suggest a holding place for it and be like, why don't we, instead of keeping this conversation internal, force other people to respond to it so it's not our issue anymore?
1: I want to know how this all got started. What caused Sui Park to create a Twitter account in the first place?
0: What happened was I went to graduate school and I didn't have a lot of friends there because I was like a huge loser that only talked about racism and sexism. It's like no one wanted to talk to me at the parties. And so I passive aggressively started a Twitter account so I could like tweet about my classmates and also vent and also, of course, build community and you know, find support in other in other spaces. So that's how I originally started using Twitter. So if you like go back to the beginning of time when I started, it was all like, Ugh, I can't believe Kathy today. She didn't ah. understand cultural appropriation.
1: Are those tweets still there?
0: I think they are. I have. I try not to delete my tweets, um, but usually people don't go that far back.
1: And what was the community that you discovered there?
0: <laughs> I really liked seeing people say whatever they wanted to because I was kind of part of these elitist academic bubbles. And so I was like, wow, this person just went off on a white man. <laughs> You're allowed to do that?
1: Did you grow up in a white neighborhood?
0: I did. I grew up in a place called Lake Zurich, Illinois. I was one of, I think, just a handful of Asians in my entire high school. Um, and growing up, I really thought the Asian fetish was like a compliment. So people would be Whoa. like, See, wait, like I love your almond eyes. And I'd be like, Oh, my God. (laughs) Thank you. My mom gave them to me. You know,
1: did you grow up feeling very connected to your culture or was this something that you felt you had to rediscover?
0: I think a lot of Asian-Americans go through this experience of feeling kind of embarrassed of their culture, like having kids come over after school and having parents that don't speak really great English. And instead of realizing that immigration is a big issue and there's generational divides and there's a lot of pressure to assimilate and conform, that hatred gets turned inward. So you either start hating yourself and trying to adjust or you start hating your family because you associate them with being part of this quote-unquote backwards culture, I would say that my parents definitely didn't want me to learn Korean, because they didn't want me to have an accent. Um, And so I realized that I started looking down on other Asian Americans. So when we go to, like, for example, my Korean American church, um, instead of being like, wow, people really understand me, people are the same race as me, people have similar experiences, it would always become this sort of negative thing, like, well, why don't they speak better English? Or like, why do they still eat smelly food? Um, And I think that was really hard to unlearn, especially going into Asian American activism.
1: And I'm sure growing up, you had to hear a lot of stereotypical things, a lot of comments that in a lot of ways, I'm sure people don't even realize they say.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, last week, even, I was outside of Chipotle and this man goes, are you Korean or Oriental? And he stood there and he just like stared at my face because these men think that they can kind of like look at your cheekbones and how far apart your eyes are and like figure it out.
1: Oh, yeah, because people feel like they know the science of the Uh human genome and they, they can, Yeah.
0: I was like, I'm half of each. And he was like, I knew it. I couldn't pinpoint it.
1: And he thinks he thinks it's so positive, but like he just sat there and critiqued your face.
0: Yeah. <laughs> And microaggressions are such a constant reminder of your otherness that I have, over time, developed better and better comebacks for them. So it's almost this daily mind challenge. Like, can I think of a better one today? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I do want to, if you, if you don't mind, just get that timeline from your perspective. Mm-hmm. So you're watching TV. I'm watching TV. Uh, you're watching The Colbert Report.
0: I'm watching The Colbert Report.
1: You're enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. And then it gets to this, What it gets to a topic.
0: So I'm like, ha, 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 Oh.
1: Okay.
0: No, I'm kidding. And- <laughs> I wasn't watching it live. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> so you're on Facebook and you see a clip of this thing. Is that the actual situation?
0: Okay. If I'm being really honest, the actual situation was that I wasn't watching it live. Okay. <laughs> and my friends texted me to respond. So several ah. Asian American activists had been complaining about the hashtag okay. or I mean about the show, um and they felt like no one was responding to it, and I remember being very much like you know what, this is a really complicated issue, especially because I had previously helped out with some social media campaigns for um, ending the mascot name. And I was pressured by some other groups to respond to it. But then when all the backlash hit, um, everyone kind of... Threw me under the bus and made it seem like this individual was throwing a tantrum. Oh wow! So I mean, that that kind of hurt me just because I felt like I, as an individual, was like trying to do the best I could to do what several Asian Americans had voice was an issue. I mean, a hashtag doesn't trend unless several people are upset about yeah. it. So I was like, okay, I'll do what I can to create like this clever. Hashtag. It's not even that clever. But, you know, I use alliteration a lot. <laughs> POC for culture enrichment or, like, naturation sidekick or whatever I use. And so like, cancel Colbert. Um, I didn't really mean it. I was more like, hashtag, someone should reprimand Colbert to be a little bit more explicit. The first hashtag I ever started... Um, was POC for Cultural Enrichment. And I noticed everyone that I was following just was continuously talking about being forced to educate their peers who had privilege, right? So I'm an Asian woman. I always have to explain microaggressions to my peers. Or I'm a Native American. I always have to explain cultural appropriation. Um, And it gets exhausting. And it's like this demand on our labor and um, also kind of this idea that our oppression isn't valid unless we can articulate it in this really intellectual, helpful, (laughs) and what they call civil way. Um, And so I was like, you know what? Like, I feel like people are really upset about it. So I started that hashtag and then, of course, it started trending eventually. Um, And I think that's really the secret to it is it can't really be like one company like Starbucks being like, I really want to trend my new brew of coffee. (laughs) Like, How will I get everyone to trend this, you know?
1: We'll be right back with more It's All True after the break. And when we return, you'll hear Suey Park's headline for a funny true story.
0: And so I was like, oh, apparently comedians get to get away with everything. So I changed my Twitter bio to Comedian.
1: If you think you can create a headline for a funny thing that's happened to you, send it my way. Record it on your phone, laptop, record player, anything, and send the file to It's All Podcast at gmail.com. That's what It's All True listener Faraz Hussain did. Man relocates to the United States. Fulfill lifelong dream of eating a Twinkie. <laughs> uh, more Sui Park after the break.
0: You know I'm all about that bass about that
1: bass no I'm Tyler Green And I'm Don Hall We're the hosts of WBEZ's arts podcast General Admission We talked to transgender performance artist Rebecca Kling
0: I wanted an opportunity
1: to have the nudity Be utterly irrelevant to what we were talking about But still be present And hopefully a teeny little step Towards normalizing trans bodies Check us out at WBEZ.org General Admission
0: is perfect from
1: the bottom to the top. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host Tim Barnes and each week I ask a guest to reveal a headline for a funny true story. This week's guest is activist Sui Park. Here's her headline.
0: Suey Park still does not understand satire. (laughs) (laughs) It's like I'm trolling myself right now. What is this?
1: Well, what I remember from the story is I I got booked on the show at the Museum of Contemporary Art. What was the theme of the show?
0: Um, Racist Jokes 101.
1: Which is an intense topic. I had never heard of you before.
0: It's okay. I'm not important.
1: (laughs) Uh, But you were also listed as a comic, as a comedian.
0: Wasn't that funny? (laughs)
1: So, so explain that part of the story.
0: At the height of Cancel Colbert, I was just upset, right? And so I was like, oh, apparently comedians get to get away with everything.
1: I, as an Irish-American, was offended after reading only one line of Jonathan Swift's A Modest Proposal.
0: I mean, eat Irish babies? Hashtag Cancel Swift. Trend it. Um, so I changed my Twitter bio to Comedian. <laughs> to see what I could get away with. So, I like, making all these jokes about white people. <laughs> Next thing I know, I get, like, contacted by Homeroom Chicago being like, hey, do you want to be, like, the headliner for our show? Like, we have these two other comedians, and you'll be the final person. <laughs> and in the, like, in the heat of my anger, I was like, for sure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, but let's talk about that. I mean, what... Uh, Did you feel the difference once you put the term comedian on your Twitter account? Did you feel like people were taking less of an intense response to your tweets?
0: No, I feel like, in fact, they were more angry that I wasn't funny. They were like, you're a comedian? (laughs) What? You like ripped us off. Like, who's going to go to your show? So it's actually more hatred. They're like, how? But you're not funny.
1: (laughs) I mean, did you make any attempts after that label was put out to... To be
0: funnier? I couldn't even think of one joke. I think what I was trying to do was to just make a larger point about how, for especially an activist, we don't get away with anything, right? Like, it's always like you're not looking at things in a nuanced enough way or in a historic enough fashion. Or you're not articulating your thoughts clear enough, blah, blah, blah. And then I just really was like, really, Stephen? Like, he gets to get away with whatever he wants to say? (laughs) What? I want this.
1: So... Transition. Let's fast forward. We're at fast the MCA.
0: Forward. We are at the MCA.
1: Packed house.
0: Packed house. It was great. It was
1: great. Rebecca O'Neill goes up there. She kills it. She was
0: great. It. I loved her tights. <laughs> they were awesome.
1: I go up there. Do pretty good. Get, a, get some laughs. It was laughs. hilarious. And thank you My very much. My friends really loved it. You hear that, listeners? I'm hilarious. Then, introducing comedian Suey Park. <laughs>
0: So basically what happened is I had all these jokes planned, but as soon as I got to the mic, I was like, "Uh, spoiler alert, racism is still not funny. And the next thing you know, I'm going on a rant about how Gaza is an open air prison and how that's connected to mass incarceration in the States and how these 15 minutes of discomfort make up for a lifetime of privilege. Bwahaha, I killed your Saturday night. And there's like white people like slowly inching out the door. (laughs) My friends are in the back like trying not to laugh audibly because it's like awkward funny
1: is the term comedian still on your Twitter account
0: oh of course not (laughs) like I was not getting away with that (laughs) like not even for one second people were like no
1: but what a great first open mic I mean usually comics go to like some open mic in in a bar to test out but you did it at a packed house at the MCA
0: I clearly like to be a walking example of bad publicity. So I'm like, why embarrass myself on a small scale? (laughs) Let's share the awkwardness.
1: And that's the show. I'd like to thank Sweet Park for being a part of it. Follow her on Twitter if you dare. Her handle is suey underscore park. She's working with a group called Killjoy Profits.
0: Killjoy Profits is this woman of color centered um, collective. And so we kind of try to bridge the gap between like grassroots organizing, transformative justice, and also dismantling the church. So it's just ah. like a hodgepodge of cool people that I've brought together. Um, and we so, have our first event in November.
1: For more information on them and how you can help out, visit sueypark.com. It's all true. Is a production of WBZ Chicago and The Whiskey Journal. The show is produced by me, Joe Dessau, Patrick Burns, and Tim Barnes. If you like more info on this show and other wonderful WBZ podcasts like Pleasure Town, General Admission, Homemade Stories, This American Life, Serial, visit wbz.org podcasts. Next week on It's All True, I talk to Gregory Holliman, but you may remember him as the principal from Strangers with Candy.
0: Your metaphor confuses me, yet I'm intrigued by your ramble. Quick, to my office.
1: That's right. I'm talking to Principal Onyx Blackman. This is Tim Barnes signing off saying, I believe in you.
0: If you really name things the way that they are, like Colbert is racist, no one's interested. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, do you think Colbert's racist? No.
0: <laughs> I was just saying, like, if people would be like, that's a silly hashtag. Yeah, that would that'd be a very Do silly you know hashtag. what satire is? <laughs>